We have a trade to announce. And for those of you in the building, you'll be particularly interested. It gets my head bopping every time I hear it. Welcome into the Pucknologist, everybody. Show 128 here on Teal Town, USA. Oh, well, uh, anything going on? Anything happening? No? Maybe? I don't know. Uh, I am your host, AJ underscore strong on the social media. And joining us tonight, one rocket backhander. You put your left leg in. You put your left leg out. You put your left leg in. And then you trade your backup goaltender. I'm Rocket Backhander. How are you doing? It happens. <laughs> uh, checking in from Vegas, the one and only Mr. Hockey Jerk. I just have one question for you. Y'all got any more of them draft picks? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's a big day for uh, Hockey Jerk because it's, you know, less than less than 24 hours to the deadline. Uh, so what shirt are you walk, rocking to celebrate that? Let's Let's check it out. Nice mowing the lawn. <laughs> Sweet. You know, I, I, I just want to, I just want to wear something that shows my support for him one last time before he's moved. Oh, <laughs> don't tease me. Do not tease me, brother. Oh man, remember, follow us on the socials. Subscribe to YouTube and hit us up: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, all those cool places. Whatever platform you listen to the show on for audio, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, iHeart, whatever, we'd certainly appreciate a review and a subscribe, and you can find links down below, if you're watching this on YouTube, to make sure you get to our social media and the podcasts, apps, and all those fun things. And remember, if you'd like to support the show, you can use the Super Chat option during the live shows, or better yet, toss something into the Venmo tip jar at Teal Town USA, and we thank you for the support. If you ever miss a show, want to catch it again, find it on any of those podcast platforms, and everything can always be found on the YouTube channel and at tealtownusa.com. All right. So, this week, there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> Probably not going to get to all of it. Uh, how the Sharks might be ready to help with cap relief. I, th I think they're already doing that. Uh, the Sharks have moved Devin Dubnik and Stefan Nason. We're going to get a little bit into that trade deadline. But first, we have three Sharks games to talk about from the past week. Let's see. They played three games and took two of a possible six points against, like, the worst teams in the division. Good job, Sharks. Still sixth in the West after 40 games played. Four points out of a playoff spot. Currently, they were one point out a week ago. Talk about shitting the bet. Ugh. So, uh, first game, boom, 5-1 loss to Anaheim. This is the one you look at and you go, oh, shit, really? This is who you're going to lose to? Vlasic has an upper body injury, so he doesn't play. Christian Yarosh makes his Sharks debut. Uh, it was also reported that Nieto probably miss another couple of weeks before this game, likely bringing his trade down value just as scotch. Uh, Noah Gregor would slot in at the last minute over Sorensen, 
of course, sparking more trade rumors, but it was actually that Sorensen had a back issue and was hanging out with this chiropractor. Either way, it's a 5-1 loss, and somebody did mention, hey, I think Dubnik should have started this game. I don't think that person had seen the numbers that Jones had posted over his last three starts compared to Dubnik, but whatevs. Uh, that follows up with a 5-2 win versus L.A. Jones starts, same lineup. Uh, the Sharks get goals from LeBanc uh, and Marlowe. Burns gets three assists on the night. Uh, you got Balsers cleaning up some of Meyer's garbage. You get Gambrell icing a 4-2, or what was going to be a 4-2 win before Hurdle makes it 5-2 with an empty netter. Uh, the, my favorite part of this game was the broadcasters having an issue with the the King's English, the Queen's English, whichever. I don't know. I heard one another headyism. You all know that I love my kick butter. That that was really good. But Hetty delivered another one, talking about a team pushbacking instead of pushing back. I'm collecting Hetty-isms. In the pregame, Scott Hannon tried to outdo him. He kept saying all things considering rather than all things considered. So I enjoy those little flops. Finally, a 4-2 loss. Jones again because, well, Dubnik was traded eight hours before the game started. Um <laughs> <laughs> Sharks get a goal from Gambrell off Leonard and Yarosh, who gets his first point with the Sharks. And later, Meyer would score on the power play in garbage time from Hurdle and Donato. Uh, just yet another horrific second, which is an ongoing theme, by the way, this week. Uh, Sharks gave up three goals, allowed way too many breakaways and odd man chances. It was so bad that Kozhanash makes his debut for the Sharks to try to clean up things in the third period. Uh, and during the second intermission, even Hedekin was calling out Marlowe and EK65 for missing assignments and letting guys get behind him. It's funny how when I call out EK65, I don't know what I'm talking about, but Hedy does it, and it's astute analysis. Those are my favorites. Well, one of you played for the Carolina Hurricanes, one of you didn't. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, Do you know happens. which one it was? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've heard rumors, but I don't know for certain. Oh, man. Uh-oh. People are saying that I got a funky effect. All right, let's switch it up. Are we uh, feeling a little bit better about the audio? Is that what it is? Sound like I'm talking into a PVC pipe. That is awesome. How do you know it's not ABS? I'm just saying. Yeah, I I would like to know. How do you do you know this the, the distinct difference between the sound of someone speaking into a PVC pipe and the sound of someone speaking into an ABS pipe. I don't know. It's always one thing or another with this damn audio stuff. All right, so look, hopefully that solved everything, but we had three games. Look, the Sharks yeah. p pissed away. I, I don't mean to jump in here. I was just listening to the live chat. You're good now. Cool. So Ooh. the crisp, as you like to say. As they say. Who's they? Nobody knows. <laughs> so the Sharks piss away a week of like the best schedule they could have wrapped their hands around. <laughs> I mean, dude, <laughs> LA twice and Anaheim. Come on. It should have been three up, three down. Dude. Absolutely. Uh, an overarching thing from all three games, of course, is that they the sharks just absolutely sucked in the second. Now I thought we got rid of that after like the first month or so we, we talked about that ad nauseum, how they were just getting lit up in the second. The, the goal differential was out of control. So 
I I gotta be honest. The because of the way the Anaheim game ended, it's all kind of a blur for me. If I'm being totally honest, um, but <laughs> I, I I feel like anybody who watched the game probably wishes that they don't really remember it the way uh, that I do. Um, mm. I mean, it, like you said, AJ, you're losing. <laughs> You're losing five to one to the worst team in the division, a team that you should beat. I mean, this is what we always talk about. This is the other side of what we talk. Oh, how can you be excited? The Sharks beat the worst team. Well, now they've lost to the worst team, yeah. and it's not really a good feeling. And, um, and the one guy who who saved you, or at least got you on the board, is the forty-one-year-old Patrick Marleau. Yeah, no kidding. I can kind of explain. I mean, I get it. I I know for all intents and purposes, it shouldn't be like that. But I do think that the Sharks have been really focused on beating teams that are better than them. And meanwhile, the Kings and the Ducks have just been focused on beating the Sharks. Mm -hmm. So you've had these two teams who are just like, we need to beat the Sharks. And the Sharks are like, yeah, we can beat them because we just beat the Wild and we should be able to handle this. But it's not the same. They're playing a, a different game. So they just... It's a different gear. I don't know. It's tr it's like trying to drive 60 miles an hour in second gear on the freeway. It's not going to work. I mean, I guess it could work, but it's just going to be ugly. Well, and you see that you see that elsewhere too where it's like I mean, this is kind of maybe not the correct comparable, but like I feel like any any student could kind of agree with this where it's like, "Oh, this project for school is going to be super easy. I'm going to wait till the last second." And yep. then they get to the last second and they're like, "Oh fuck, ah! I don't know what I'm doing." You know what I mean? So Fashions. I yeah, it's kind of a weird comparison, but I think it, it you're on the right track there. Yeah. Um, the thing that stood out to me, the other thing, you're talking about overarching themes. Evidently, Dylan Gambrell loves playing against the L.A. Kings. Three of his five goals this year against L.A. <laughs> he loved to see it. That's what I'm I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love L.A. Kings losing as much as the next guy, but, you know, it, it, it's just kind of funny, you know, four of his 11 points, so... It's a shame that we're done playing them this year. No mm. doubt. Let, let me ask you both the question. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that you guys have both watched a game, like, from the glass, right? Yes. You're on sure. the glass. Okay. Have you ever noticed during a game, have you ever seen dust accumulate on a hockey puck? Jesus. <laughs> and the reason why I ask is I'm so tired of hearing... So and so dusts it off. Like, just stop. <laughs> so tired of hearing that. That kids is what we call an idiom. Oh. And I love idioms. Uh, so I, think, I have no I, I think that here's here's the thing. Is they're overused, but what are you offering them? as viable substitutes or alternatives. You need to be in charge of offering up the new set of idioms that can be run into the ground, AJ. All right. Okay, so-and-so so fires it over. Exactly. You're not part of the solution. You're part of the problem. Let's get answers. Uh, I need answers. Let's go. I want LeBanc launches it. Launches. <laughs> fires. Launches. Fires it over. Rockets it over. Slingshots it over. He's not dusting. A Last time I saw, there were not like little duster things on the plate. Anyway, uh, we don't need to go down the rabbit hole. Um, yes, less dusting, more pushbacking. I appreciate that. AJ is becoming crotchety. Becoming? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> after 40 games, Sharks are 18, 18, and 4, right there at 500. Uh, good for 40 points in last season at this point. The Sharks were 17, 20, and 3, good for 37 points. Hey. So 
as Hockey Jerk will tell you, 40 points is three points better than 37. As we always say, this this needs to be on my shirt, I think, starting next week. Better does not equal good. Mm-hmm. So, look, there's 16 games left in the season. Losing to both L.A. and Anaheim did not help your cause. You know what might help your cause is the fact that you play Anaheim twice this coming week at home. <laughs> Don't blow this. Please. <laughs> and you know what? I, I would have to look to see what the status with Arizona and St. Louis and even L.A. is coming into this week. But let's just say the Sharks win these two games. They're at 44 points, and that's where the Blues are. So it's not over. Yeah. Well, the uh, the uh, here we falling go. apart falling apart as you say this week it uh, certainly would have made the I guess possibility the potential if you will uh, a little bit better but they're not out of the woods yet there's still mm. time. Mm. Okay, and I know we're gonna get into this and I, and it's technical I get it but uh, THC asking you know how is that five hundred four more losses. Yes, I'll give you that. But I'm going by the points percentage on NHL.com. They're calling it 500, so that's why I'm using it as 500. But Because the NHL doesn't care about shootout wins. <laughs> they don't care about math. All right, two versus Anaheim, still last in the division. Uh, they got three wins over their last 10 last time I looked, although that might have changed. You're uh, correct. All right. Uh, currently, are they playing Colorado right now? They, uh, they were. They lost four to one to the Avalanche. Hey now, all right. So there you go. And the Ducks are two, three, and one against San Jose this season. Following the Ducks, the Sharks have back to backs in Minnesota, who sit third in the division, um, five, three, and two in their last ten, but only four losses coming at home. They're two, two, and one versus San Jose. So. This could uh, be interesting. If memory serves, and I, I think like a game got moved around, is Marlowe supposed to tie Howe's record this Saturday? It, all I know is that it's against Vegas. See, and that's what I had heard, that it was supposed to tie it on the first game against Vegas on the 19th and then break the record on the 21st against Vegas. But I swear I heard Randy say that Next Saturday, you know, a week from tonight, you know, Minnesota, Marlowe will tie the record. And I'm going, okay, well, they've moved so many goddamn games around. I have lost track, so I don't know. But anyway. Well, well, let's see. Here, see, this is the beauty about the internet. It's going to happen in things. the next 10 days is what we're saying. Pay attention. So, well, okay, so Patrick Marlowe needs to play four more games to tie Gordie Howe. So you're looking at So that Anaheim. would be Minnesota. Yeah, so Minnesota on Saturday would tie it. Vegas a week from tomorrow would break it. Okay. So originally, before and, all the COVID, you know, games got moved, it was supposed to be the 19th. Okay. And, so. and and if you're wondering, does this record have a hole, have Puck Guy's wallet burning a hole in his pants? Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> and are you planning on being at this game, sir? Um, I don't know. You know, I looked at the Golden Knights website on Thursday, and they did not have tickets released yet, so... As of now, no, but we'll check again, I guess, tomorrow, and we'll see what the status is. All righty then. Cool, cool, cool. So, with the deadline tomorrow, um, is Wilson going to do anything else? As we saw earlier, and we'll get into it in a minute, but uh, look, we've, we've seen Dubnik move. We've seen Nason move. You think Wilson... What, what's, what, do you, what are you looking at, Jerk? Sorensen, you think, is the top 
thing, or you think somebody else goes? I mean, Sorensen is the obvious one just because he's a pending unrestricted free agent. He hasn't worked out, right? Um, I would think if he's not injured, Matt Nieto probably goes. But depending on how close he is to being ready, I could see a team still see him worthy of being traded for. Um, I mean, if it let's say he's a week out. Mm -hmm. You know, who cares? Like, big deal. Especially if he goes to Canada, he can quarantine while he's injured. Um, yeah. so that's one thing I, the thing that's interesting and, and this was on, um, hockey night in Canada last night. If you're listening live, apparently some playoff teams have interest or have asked about Curtis Gabriel. Who? And I, I had to re <laughs> I had to re rewind the game when I heard that. Cause I mean, we've talked about every, every show for the last seven weeks, we've talked about Gabriel in some capacity, mostly negative. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you know what? If a team says, hey, Doug Wilson, we'll give you a sixth for Gabriel. Like, I think Doug Wilson's already in his car. Picking up, yeah, Gabriel picking, and taking his ass to the airport. Yeah, he's already in his car before he replies yes to the email. Like, it's... <laughs> It's, it's, dude, replies yes to the email, dude. He's, you know, using his phone on Bluetooth in the car on the way over. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, say what you will about Gabriel, but I think... Oh, I think we have, but go ahead. Yeah, and, and you know, some some will point to his play and, and the antics, and I, and I think that's worthy of being pointed out. But also, the bottom line is Jeffrey VL has come in, and he's... He's made Gabriel obsolete, you know what I mean? And 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 do VL think, he, Do you think VL also kind of made Nason obsolete? I think Nason made himself obsolete. Ew. I mean, we we talked about it before, but like think about how the first 5 games of the regular season, the fourth line was a revolving door. Yep. You yeah. know, and so <laughs> he, it, it, he opened the door and it led straight to the Barracuda locker room and he hasn't found a way out since. That's what I'm saying. Like, remember, remember when Yoel Shellman was on the team? Who? Like, exactly. You know, so it, it's, I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm Sorensen. I would say if you're of the, if you're a fan of the gambling variety, I would say Sorensen is a safe bet. And if you're looking for uh, some big odds, I would say throw some money on Curtis Gabriel. Other than that. I see the Sharks getting involved into one more retained salary kind of situation just to scoop up another pick. Um, well, Vince mentioning in the chat that uh, Frank Saravelli believes the Sharks are the third team in to facilitate a move for Taylor Hall. And you know what? I say do it because as as of re- this recording, uh, the Sharks have $11.6 million in cap space for tomorrow, which is plenty to retain <laughs> some salary. But also, let's say they move Sorensen tomorrow before noon o'clock my quick math tells me that that brings that number to 12 million so you've got plenty of money to retain salary um so that gives you the advantage there but you also look at taylor hall i mean yes you look at taylor hall's eight million dollar cap hit but that's still if you break it down you prorate it you crunch the numbers to like this point in the season that's still almost two million dollars of like quote-unquote real cap hit that's still there and so you know, you can, especially from the Sharks' perspective or any team who gets involved as a third party, you can really, I mean, the Sharks The Sharks got a fourth for holding on to just over a million of Nick Felino. If they say, let's say the Sharks hold on to like two million or four million of Taylor Hall, we're, 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 we're getting into a whole nother territory there. 
Mm-hmm. And now with we now remember the Sharks still don't have their second round pick because of the Eric Carlson deal, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So now that we see Wilson kind of stockpiling the later rounds, do you you think uh, we we see the dentist maybe uh, I don't know say hey here so and so take this fourth and fifth and give us that that second? Oh, if if the Sharks come draft time, if the Sharks are not picking somewhere between what is the second round thirty three to sixty three about there. If the Sharks aren't picking in that range come draft time, I'll be I I'll be very surprised. I'm I'm looking right now. The Sharks have two fourths and two fifths uh, for this coming year. You're telling me you're not going to take the extra pick, throw them together for a third, and then throw that third and something else for a second? That has Doug Wilson written all over it. It's the it's the uh, <laughs> it's the old oh I'll give you this paperclip for that Lamborghini. <laughs> it's uh it's it's DW's gambit. Yeah, oh, you know. <laughs> that'll that'll be the sequel. Uh, Al Al saying, you know, the what if Vlasic moves to LTIR? Dude, if that happened, I mean, the Sharks, the Sharks would have to get a little creative. I mean, most likely they would have to, you know, they would probably call up a couple people to get really close to the salary cap, then put Vlasic on LTIR in order to maximize everything. But yeah, but you know, that'll give them some extra juice as well. I like I said. You know, the only uh, big contract, big name kind of guy who comes to mind is Taylor Hall, right? Um, but, I mean, there's a bunch of other guys that I, you know, there's no, there's no the Sharks should not be limiting themselves here by what, um, whose salary they will or, or will not retain, you know what I mean? I mean, you could look at so many other ways. Um, I mean, maybe... If Vancouver, if they want to dump some money, they're not a playoff team, but they could easily want to maybe dump some money. That might be something to get involved in. Um, you know, there's a lot of options. Uh, funny you should say that. Uh, Rob in the chat saying, do you maybe attach a pick to Seattle for them nope. to take Vlasic or Burns? Why would you give away somebody for free that you can get something for? Absolutely. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Well, and Even, and if, Rob... even if you get... Even if you get, like, say Burns, this is crazy town, no truth to this, but let's say Burns, for argument's sake, nets you a fourth-round pick, that's better than nothing. Oh, hell yeah. Like, if, like yeah. If, you're, if your choice is a fourth-round pick or nothing, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> well, Rob also saying, if Sorensen isn't traded, he gets waived. I could not Probably. dis... Huh? Probably. See, uh, I mean, if he isn't traded between now and the deadline, like, why? I mean, this is the final year, right? Why would you bother waving him? So you can give a permanent spot to somebody who's younger. Put him on the taxi squad and call up somebody else. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of the way I look at it. Um, so with this Taylor Hall situation, he would just be signing for the rest of the season, or he would be signing on for next year? No, he wouldn't be signing with us. So what it would be is I am is. About this. Basic, basically, the if you look at like the paper transactions, oh. basically, Buffalo would trade would trade Taylor Hall to the Sharks, okay, and hold on to half of his eight million, and so he comes to us as a four million dollar player, and mm-hmm. then imme- and then immediately the Sharks would turn around and dump Taylor Hall to the team that he actually is being traded to, and hold on to fifty percent of that fifty percent. Got making it. him a two million dollar player for the team that he ends up on, and 
you know, favors like that, you know, they 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 don't go unnoticed. You know, as we know, okay. fa- favors are always, uh, always. Good. Thank you for explaining that. I am oh. an uninformed fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was literally, and and I know AJ has the graphic for it. We'll see it later. But I, w- I was literally like running through this three-way t- trade from today in my head. And I'm like, okay, how do I visualize all this? Because there's a lot of like. Well, let's get into it. Okay. Are you, you don't have anything else you want to talk about? Uh, well, I mean, this is, what, well, this is what we're doing right now, so might as well uh, jump in. Excuse me for that. Okay, so anyway, the first trade that we all heard about, of course, was, uh, what, what's his chief's name? Patern? Greg Patern. Patern. Okay, Patern, whatever. <laughs> you know what? Do something on the Sharks and I'll learn your name, pal. Um, Funny that you say that. <laughs> but Patern for Dubnik, but the Sharks also get the fifth round. Uh, did the Sharks have to take Patterson? Is this like a deal for Colorado to get to a contract level? Uh, I'm, I believe, yes, it is because right now, uh, right now, Colorado after the deal, Colorado's at 49 contracts out of 50, and I mean they could have kept Patterson. They can be 50 out of 50, honestly. But the fact that they were insistent on dumping a body that tells me that they got something else cooking. Well, yeah, uh, and the, dude, I mean they're all in this year. Why wouldn't they be? They're yeah, the best exactly. team in the in the league. Um, <laughs> Somehow you ended up with Devin Dubnik. Good luck. <laughs> but I think honestly, I wouldn't be like Greg Patteron. I mean, he's like he's a, he's a serviceable guy. Like the that third pairing on the right side. Like you could you could put him there the rest of the year. No problems for me. I'm not going to really complain about it. But you you've got Vlasic coming back. You have Yarosh. You have Malosh. You have Middleton. You have all these guys who have been kind of kicking around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I and also aside from that, Patterson came to us on Colorado's taxi squad. Therefore, he transferred to our taxi squad, and the Sharks sent him to the Barracuda. Um, I am assuming today, so it's kind of making me think like, oh, you know, maybe a Cup team, as we said before, you know, the Cup teams they used eight, nine, ten defensemen. Yep. Maybe a Cup team says, hey, we'll give you a sixth for him, and I think Doug Wilson's like, yep, here's the keys, I'm out. <laughs> so. Wow. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if this time tomorrow Patterson is back in the Eastern Conference. Honestly, I got and, you. Well, but you know. see, now, and what's funny is that's that, that's in direct conflict with what Rob is saying in the chat. He's saying that Patterson is a clue that Vlasic's injury may be more severe. Uh, I don't I don't think so. I think there's enough people in the pipeline that I don't think you need to go after Patterson. I. I think it's certainly possible, right? I mean, mm-hmm. but it's at this point in the season, especially if Vlasic, it, let's just say for argument's sake, Vlasic's out the rest of the year. You know, you have that third hole, third pairing hole, where it's like, okay, let like you're like like you're saying, you know, let's get Yarosh in there, let's get Malosh in there, Middleton, uh, Pashnuk, even Merkley, like just <laughs> dude, dude, a different it's, it's, guy. It's gonna be an night. Oprah from now on. The, the next sixteen games, Oprah's gonna be running shit. Where it's like, you get a start, you get a start. Everybody yeah, gets a start at defense. Fifty-six game preseason. That's why I, <laughs> this is a completely appropriate behavior. And and you know how, like, and if you're Greg Patteron, like, us, all things aside, like Greg Patteron started the year on Minnesota. And then ended up on Colorado. Like those are two good teams in the division. Yeah, he's and gonna now, be pissed. <laughs> now he's on San Jose. Like I almost wonder. And God also, damn it. is he, he a garbage person? <laughs> he's not a like. He's just. I don't know. He's just a, like one of those guys where it's like, oh, you know, we can plug him in the lineup and he'll just he'll play. You know, he's not gonna hurt you, mm-hmm. um, but he's not gonna razzle dazzle you either. But 
I think it's pretty telling too. He's been on the team for a day and a half. He doesn't have a number yet. Um, Dude, I feel like Dubnik. <laughs> Chief hooked up, saw that he was getting moved, and he's like, "I'm sorry, where am I? Colorado?" Dude walked in like Laflem in Goon, just. <laughs> Dude was oh, just uh, going, oh yeah. Mr. Dubnik, you didn't clean out your hotel. I keep it. <laughs> I, yeah, I, you know, I think, and you think about what the Sharks gave up for Dubnik versus what they've turned around to get. You know, it was a fifth. They give up a fifth to get Dubnik and a seventh. You know, then they turn around, they give up Dubnik to get Patteron and a fifth. If they give up Patteron, let's just say they get a sixth, when you add it all together, you're basically looking at a fifth, a sixth, and a seventh coming to you, and all you gave up in the very beginning was a fifth. Jeez. So, like we're saying, you know, paperclip for the Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know no. what I mean? Uh, du- Dubnik was so happy that it was over in San Jose, he went... <laughs> he ended that shit earlier. Uh, Grayson Hendricks, thank you so much for your donation on the Super Chat. Super appreciate that, dude. Way cool. Thank you very much for that. Um, now, Vince is pointing out that uh, Patteron, his wife, due to give birth soon. Actually, I thought that she actually already had, but I might be incorrect. But uh, saying that Tread might have just been a classy favorite to him. Who knows? We can speculate, but could have been. But if that, but if that's the case, why not trade him to Vegas? I mean, Vegas is closer to Southern California than San Jose is. Hey, no. Yeah. Right. You know, Vegas. If for anybody who's been looking, uh, Vegas has been so pinched by the salary cap that they've actually played games with a man down, so they could use some cheap bodies. No doubt. Um, let's move on to the next one then. Here uh, we have a train coming out. All right, so. Uh, all right, go ahead. Run through this horseshit. Because <laughs> these three-way deals are just such a mind screw sometimes. You're gone. I mean, it's literally like the dude with the string, you know, trying to link conspiracy. Uh, go ahead. Oh, the there you go. Knock yourself oh, boy. Out. So, and, and whether I'm correct or incorrect, it remains to be seen. But this is kind of how I visualized it in my head so if 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 getting a pen and paper helps you follow along by all means do it um so how i envision it is you had toronto trade a first and a fourth to columbus for future considerations then you had columbus trade nick felino to san jose for future considerations while also retaining 50 percent of his salary then, to wrap it up, you have San Jose trading Nick Felino and Stefan Nason to Toronto for a fourth. That's kind of how I visualize it. You know, basically, like like we were talking about just a few minutes ago, it's basically the Sharks are coming in and say, hey, we'll eat some of this money for you for a pick. And if you've looked at Toronto's cap-friendly page, they uh, it's something they needed desperately. So I, I think it's, you know, I think it's good business for... For all teams involved, you know, it's with with trades. There's always that in, that instant to be like, okay, who won, who lost. Mm-hmm. But you look at Toronto. I mean, Toronto's the best team in their division, probably one of the best teams in the league. As funny as that is to say, so it makes sense for them to get somebody like Nick Foligno and Stefan Nason's a guy you can dump on the taxi squad. Maybe he jumps in in an injury. I think it's good business on their part. 
San Jose, as I said, they get a fourth for simply agreeing to pay 25% of Felino's salary. I think that's the easiest decision Doug Wilson's ever made as GM. <laughs> so, you know, I do it again tomorrow, please. Dude, and, I look forward to Dangle's video later tonight or tomorrow, and it's going to be, oh, Nick Felino, blah, blah, blah. Who the oh, hell is Stefan Nason? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and then and then from the, from the Columbus perspective, like, you know, between this trade and then their trade yesterday with David Savard, Columbus is sitting on three first-round picks for 2021. Oh, my God. And there three three first-round picks for 2021. And you could make you could make a pretty convincing argument that next season, in a quote-unquote normal world, Columbus is back in the playoff picture. So imagine having three firsts as a playoff team. And there was a very teeny-tiny rumor that kind of puffed out right after this trade that intimated that Nick Felino could sign with Columbus for next season after this season is over. So let's just say Wait, Columbus, he's, going, he's going back to Tortorella on purpose. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I'm saying though. Like from the Columbia, you know, obviously we're not a blue jackets podcast, but just respecting the hustle where it's like, yeah, we're going to get a first for you. And then why don't you just come back? You know, uh, if somebody yeah. would like to pay us to be a Columbus blue jackets podcast, we can make that trip. Yeah. We can I don't do mind. It. We can pull it out. Uh, we can whip it out. Uh, whip so, it out. speaking of all these trades, uh, our buddy Shang had some interesting things. Now, I, look, I don't think Shang is into clickbait, but a couple of these seemed a little clickbaity. Earlier in the week, he reported that LeBanc is available for the right price, and of course, Whoa. my response to that is, doesn't that go for every single player in the NHL? Wow. <laughs> I mean, not even every single player in the NHL. I think on an individual human basis, we'll have our price. Well, if Gretzky got traded. <laughs> well, of course. No, well, I know. But uh, it's just that whole idea. It's like, you know, if some, if whoever, if some team came along and said, we're going to give you, you know, our first, second, and third round picks for the next four years and our three best players and this for Connor McDavid, Edmonton would be like, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> we still got Leon. Fine. Bye. <laughs> you know, everybody has the price. So, um, I this definitely does not relate to the Sharks in any way, but um, the Sharks played L.A. a healthy amount the last week and a half, and uh, AJ earlier today, AJ's spider senses were tingling. Um, <laughs> apparently, the L.A. Kings and the Pittsburgh Penguins are talking about a Jeff Carter trade. Ooh. Maybe that's why Marlo was having such a nice talk with them last night. <laughs> Be like, dude, you're going to love it there. <laughs> yellow jerseys. Mm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, know, I only brought that up because like, you 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 were like, before we started, you are like, dude, Pittsburgh. Something happened with Pittsburgh. I'm like, I don't know, dude. So I think your spidey senses were tingling on that one. It could be. And, and it's like, that's so weird because you're the Closet Penguins fan. It's very odd. <laughs> Uh, Lanicle in the chat saying reports are surfacing that the Leafs signing Malama Holic and Danny Heatley. Um, oh. do, do you think it's like 20, 2009? Uh, dude, if you're getting 2009, <laughs> if you're getting the 2009 version of those players, the Leafs should have no problem winning a cup. <laughs> no shit. So anyway, Shang said LeBanc could be available for the right price. Fine. I mean, Chief has what? Three mo three years left Four. what's he making? Like 4.2 a year, somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah, uh, four point two. I'm sorry, four four point seven two five. My apologies. Uh, okay, whatever. But anyway, I think you know. Just the fact of the matter is, do I think LeBanc is going to get moved between now and noon tomorrow? No. 
<laughs> I, well, I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, stranger things have happened. But I'm just saying, if I'm a betting man, I'm not betting on LeBanc being moved. Uh, I don't know what for the right price means. Remember, there are 31 other GMs in the league right now that know that yes, Doug Wilson. If you need some cap space, he's got you hook up. But they all, <laughs> but they also know that Chief has some contracts that are long in the tooth and heavy on the finance. So I don't know what we'll see if that happens. I'd be a little skeptical of that. He also mentioned in the same piece that there's little to no interest for Marlowe or Sorensen, and I'm like, yeah, no kidding. I'll I'll say this, and again, not I agree with you. I don't see LeBanc getting um, traded tomorrow. However. If this were to happen, if we want to put on our, our detective caps Uh-oh. here. Oh, you got some off-season foreseens coming here? No, here, here I, we go. I'm just saying that if if LeBanc was going to get traded, if my kind of my antenna is sort of saying it's not going to be your conventional deadline deal where it's like, oh, we'll get a pick and we'll get this prospect. I think it's going to it would be the other way around where it's like, yeah, we'll give you LeBanc and like a first for some like stud of a player. You know what mm, I mean? Like, I, I think you. it would be an upgrade as opposed to a, a uh, lateral thing or something. Yeah, exactly. That's just, that's what my antenna is kind of vibrating and telling me. But again, I don't see LeBanc getting traded at all, to be honest with you, but certainly not tomorrow. Well, uh, earlier today, Shang stoking the fires a little bit more. Again, uh, Shang is not known to be a clickbaity person, but he did report today that, Evidently, he's talked to a scout or two that teams are asking about Hurdle. Uh, I can't imagine how that works. Just because, well, we're talking about a Sharks team that right now kind of has a little bit of a deficit at the center position. Not that not that they don't have enough centers. They don't have enough good centers. Remember a, few, a couple of years ago, like San Jose was a wagon down the middle. I mean, you had Couture, you had Hurdle, you had Pavelski, you had Thornton. There were a lot of options there. Not exactly, you know, the wagon it once was. Now, Hurdle is due for uh, a raise next season. You know, he's only signed through next year. And he's going to be due a raise, like we've said before, there's a lot of money. So Wilson's going to have to move out some some salary because if memory serves and jerk, check my math, besides having to sign Hurdle before next offseason if they want to keep him, there's Ferraro, there's Leonard, there might be Kinejov. There you go. So, And th- you also – and you're talking about next offseason. Mm-hmm. This offseason, Donato, Balsers, Gambrell. So – Balsers, I, you these know. guys are not going to break the bank individually, but together. Oh, dude, every little bit helps. And remember, this is no longer the San Jose Sharks squad that would take one for the team per se. Yeah. You know, take that 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 term or cash friendly deal for the for the betterment of the re, you know the entire group. We, we're we're not going to see that anymore. The EK's got their cookies, and now it's like, oh yeah, I'm not making that deal again. So, uh, who does Hurdle get traded to, and what do we get in return for him? Oh, Connor McDavid. <laughs> God see, bless. I, no, I, what is Taylor Hall? See, now I think with Hurdle, I think Hurdle would be a situation. And again, this is just me kind of theorizing here, but of course, 
hurdle and and i and i could include timo meyer in this conversation i think they're kind of at the same you know one is three years older than the other but i think they're kind of in the same sort of area where it's like you're well and somehow meyer's getting paid more but anyway go ahead (laughs) well because meyer's got both of his knees still (laughs) fair point very true but you know it's with either of those guys but you're talking hurdle it's a situation where it's like okay we're gonna trade hurdle we're you're going to give us a first round pick or maybe like an a prospect one of those and then you're going to give us somebody who's not as good as hurdle but could be as good as hurdle or could be a level below hurdle kind of like a situation where it's like okay we'll we'll, we'll pick somebody up who's still good but not as good that way we can pick up another asset or two on the side of it you know it's it's you know it, it's kind of thinking, well, you know, why, if you want to retool, rebuild, whatever, why would you trade your two best players? Exactly. Um, well, because... and that's the whole thing. If they're moving hurdle, if that isn't like waving a flag over SAP with the words rebuild on it, I don't know what is. Look well, at the, the rest of the roster, though. It's practically rebuilt already. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and let me, let's do a case study here. So you have Couture locked up long term. That's not going away. But let's let's talk. And you have Evander Kane, not going away. And I'm fine. Both those guys sticking around. I'm chilling. Whatever. But let's well, look. Talk at to this. me about Couture in three years. But yeah, go ahead. Let's. Okay. So you look. You think. Oh, Timo Meyer. He's so good. He's got this potential. He's going to do this, this, this. Right. Oh, sure. But I think sure. you're saying that. I'm not saying that. Well, go ahead. okay. We're 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 doing a science experiment here. Oh, okay. So you take. Let's just say hurdles. Or I'm sorry. Timo Meyer's off the table. He's not on the team anymore. You know, you've got Kane as your winger. You know, LeBanks there, Donato's there, uh, Leonard, uh, Balsers. Like, there's guys who could all be dropped in in his place. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I hate to interrupt you. Uh, Toronto has just acquired Dave Riddick from Calgary. Big save Dave on the move. Yeah. Wow. For, for a 2020, or uh, for, yeah, for the uh, third round selection. And 2022. That, that kind of tells me, and I don't know. Uh, Toronto any, is all in. They are all well, dude, in. Flames you know are, are retaining 50%. Well, and you know, you know what's funny? A couple minutes ago, I saw Vince G say, I'm pretty sure Toronto only has three picks left in this draft. And now they got two. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Steve Dingle just tweeted out, oh my God, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, so as, as everything that happens here on the Fucknologist, we always have to ask the question, well, how does this impact Toronto? But anyway, go ahead. You were saying? Well, I, I if you want to know how it impacts Toronto, I think this, you know, Frederick Anderson's been hurt a large chunk of the year. I think this means he's probably not ready to start the playoffs, mm. um, or at least at the very least, not ready to finish the regular season. Um, but back to what I was saying. So, say Meyer for whatever reason, Meyer's off the table. He's gone. You know, you can you can say, okay, well, we've got Evander Kane. We have. Kevin LeBanc, Ryan Donato, Rudy Balsers, John Leonard. You know, there are other options on the wing who can mm-hmm. pick up those minutes and take over. And and this is not me saying trade Meyer. I hate Meyer. Get rid of him. I love Timo Meyer. He's a great guy, great player. But it's a situation where, like, the Sharks, as, as, as porous as, they looked, as they've looked in other parts of their team, this may be actually a situation where it's like, yeah, well, we can trade you, recoup a couple assets, and we got four guys who will come up and take your take your uh, take what you are leaving. You know mm. what I mean? So, 
and I think it's the same thing with Hurdle, where it's like, yeah, okay, losing Hurdle would suck, but you know, it's it's a situation where you can get pieces back for him while also sliding up other guys that you already have. You can't really do the same with Couture or Kane because they're kind of like one of a kind players in terms of what they bring to the team. Yeah. Alden asking, mm-hmm. what is this, Hockey Central on Sportsnet? Dude, if I would have had the sounder, like, you know, it's, okay, we got a trade, you know. <laughs> I would have done it. it. It's, man, it's, I mean, is anybody else kind of disappointed that all the trades are happening the day before the trade deadline? Yeah, to be honest, like, usually, you know, I there's been definite, you know, mornings I'm sitting there going, Okay, well, you know, July 1st, and I'm just watching, boom, you know, and they're, they're speculating on, on a trade that already happened, or they're analyzing it, and all of a sudden, boom, you see the sounder and the graphic, and oh, we got another one, and here it's that. I'm a little surprised, you know, it's it's 1045 at night back east. It makes, I'm, I'm, I'm a little, uh, I, I don't see too many GMs getting a lot of sleep tonight, is what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe Kyle Dubas was, maybe he was just a little restless and <laughs> he's tossing and turning in bed. He's like, God damn it, I need a goalie. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one thing I don't have. I need one of those. All right. You know what, though? It's like, that's actually a legitimate thing that would keep somebody up at night, like, such as Kyle Dubas. That was, that's what makes that you, whole situation funny. You know what, though? This is like, I, and I, <laughs> we're supposed to be talking about, talking about the sharks here, but it's fresh sure. in my brain. Like, for the Leafs, like this is it. Oh, dude, I'm I'm telling you right now. As soon as the Sharks, if they are mathematically eliminated before our last show, which I'm assuming they're going to be, dude, I'm doing the last show in a Toronto Maple Leafs jersey, guys. <laughs> My God. I'm jumping ship. It's like all again. I'm going to be back into the win it for Jumbo box. And, and and again, another Toronto, like the Tampa Bay Lightning, another team that has been masterful with their um, navigation of the salary cap using long-term injured reserve. I masterful. Lo- Dude, I love the term masterful. It's so rare <laughs> that you get to use it. But Well, it, it's just, I, I it, to me, it's just so fascinating because the salary cap is $81.5 million. But, you know, by bringing in... Um, bringing in David Riddick, you know, you're adding, you know, 50% of 2.75, which quick math, what is that? 1. 1.375 about, I think, yeah. you know, so you're looking at, so you're looking at 81 and a half million salary cap, but because of the long-term injury, <laughs> their payroll is like 88 million, mm. but they're just finessing it so well. And same thing, dude, Tampa Bay, same. Okay. 81 and a half million salary cap. Tampa Bay's payroll is a hundred million. <laughs> they are just oh. finessing the salary it's, cap, and I appreciate it. I think as, it's and Rocket, no, Rocket, Rocket knows this. I, I, it's very. I get up for teams that are built very well. That's Rocket true. He's got to think. He really does have a thing for well-built teams. Yeah, it's it's. I don't blame him. GM of the thing. year, I think. Tampa Bay and Toronto. Those are your top two frontrunners. I have a thing for things that are well-built. I, I I think it's gonna be that much more tragic when Toronto loses to Boston this year. But <laughs> I mean, they're gonna try. Oh man! Oh, I just here comes yeah. here comes Berg on the chat. Clearly knows how to get has to uh, knows how to. He's like, I, you know what? I bet if I say this in the chat, it'll make the show. 
Here we go. <laughs> Sharks cannot be competitive until A, EK65 and his contract leaves. <laughs> B, EK65 starts playing like an $11 million player. All other proposals are generally meaningless. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, is that EK65 does play like an $11 million player. You know how I know? Because he gets paid that much money. Big There's... money man not doing big money things. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> there you go. Speaking of which, we have to move on. Let's get into hot or not. And honestly, I wouldn't say that anybody is hot. Gambrell, dude. Okay. Three goals in his last four games. All right, I'll give you that, Gambrell. Okay, I mean, well, you could say Marlowe, hot. Two goals over the last three games. Sure. Okay. Yeah, him as well, yeah. (laughs) Why wouldn't you say that? I guess, I don't know. (laughs) I just, you know, I think it was just when I was putting together the list and and I was just so bleh over, like, dumping to Anaheim and L.A. this week. And I was just like, you know what? They all suck. You know, I was just so pissed off. And I'm like, you know what What should be on the hot list this week? Doug Wilson's chair. I was, well, no, what I was going to say is on the hot list this week, Doug Wilson. I would say he's hot. I mean, like, yeah. 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 Like, like, okay. And say what, you know, oh, only a late round pick for Dubnik. But if you look at the trade for Dubnik, look at the trade trading him away. It's a net positive. You look at getting a fourth round pick for paying some salary, net positive. You know what I mean? Like, all right, let's see the dentist pull some shit off. I want to see I, some. Dude, when when Marcus Sorensen is in a Flames jersey at noon oh, tomorrow, oh, 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 tell me, wow. tell me it's gonna happen, dude. Then I will praise the sorcery and wizardry of Doug Wilson. Bring if it that on. Happens. No, if that I, happens, I, I cannot wait to see Jerk's shirt next week. Oh, dude. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> let me let you seemed, know. They seemed likely a few weeks ago. I probably not now. I mean, they just traded away David Riddick, but yeah. I I don't know. Like I see, like even if you get, like even if you get a seventh for Sorensen, like it's still oh, I would more take than. It. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like he was an yeah. undrafted free agent signing. Like you literally paid nothing to get him. So if you can sell him for something, it's an. Say it with me, class. Net positive. <laughs> yeah. Net. Well, it's funny you bring up Sorensen because I have him at the top of the not hot list. (laughs) Jeff Carter officially going to Pittsburgh. Oh, there it is. Spidey sense has stopped working now. It's funny. Bob McKenzie comes out of semi-retirement for 20 minutes and drops that. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, if you can be semi-retired and still more plugged in than everybody else who's fully (sighs) active... Dude, <laughs> dropping bombs. That's the life. Bobby Bomb, as they say. Oh, man. Uh, also on the not hot list, of course, the power play. <laughs> Last two weeks, three for 21 for 14%. And over those two weeks, they've both scored and allowed a shorthanded goal. So, yeah. There's definitely a couple of these games you look at and you're like, you know, a power play goal could have made a difference in this one. But anyway. Game last night. Uh, yeah, you right. And what what the hell? Wasn't there a game, did I did I dream this, that like Bugner pulled the goalie with like seven minutes left in the game? It was against the Ducks, Jesus yeah. Jesus Christ. They let David Backus score, which if, if you let, <laughs> Rocket knows, if you let David Backus score, you might as well just end the game. Yeah, you got fucking problems. <laughs> Dude, Vince <laughs> like, G coming. Serious issues, son. Vince G coming in hot. I've said it before. A seventh rounder is what I call a DW Junior third. <laughs> 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 <Are you> gonna- <laughs> 
Dude, solid Dude. work. I mean, Vince, I, by I, the way, everybody, Vince is our head writer, but go ahead. I, I don't know. Like, obviously, we should be talking about the Sharks a lot more, but the trade deadline's tomorrow. Okay. I'm too excited. Yeah. No, I got you. <laughs> I mean, dude, you got to talk about it. I'm um, just, I'm very curious. Like, Jeff Carter's got this year and next year at $5.2 million. I'm very curious to see how Pittsburgh fits that in. You right. Very curious. They've got, they've got long-term injured reserve space this year so not an issue for this year but next year is going to be they're going to have to do some gymnastics to figure it out <laughs> why are they trying to reach resign Sidney crosby next year uh not crosby but oh. malkin. malkin malkin is up next off season oof Hmm. That's a that's and, a heavy line. He'll he'll take a pay cut, but he's not going to be a million dollar player, you know. Right. So it's uh, very interesting. I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> All right, we got to move on here. Yes. Uh, let's see here. We'll move on to just some quick announcements here. We're not going to take too long on this. Uh, with the Warriors and Giants opening up games Oops. for fans to attend, more rumors surrounds SAP Center and whether they will open for Sharks games before the end of the season. Now, remember, the Warriors and Giants, they play in different counties, and they are different franchises from the NHL, but nothing has... Different uh, yeah, different sports, different leagues, all those things, but nothing has officially been announced so far. But there does seem to be a lot of rumor, and we talked about that last week, that April 23rd could be a target date. Nothing official announced as of yet, but I'm sure that when it's announced, you're going to hear Randy talking about it on the, the, you know, the broadcast whenever that happens. So pay attention is what I'm saying. Uh, last Tuesday, updated plans for the Downtown West development were unveiled and big shock nothing seems to have changed with regards to the impact it was going to have on SAP Center in fact oh. there is no mention of the Sharks uh, having control of lots A, B, and C and that they actually have to release those to the city in order for some of this development to happen but uh, this is something if you care about this as much as I do uh, I'm going to throw this up right now uh, there are some uh, meetings coming about, mm, I want to say, what, on the 14th and, and another one? Anyway, it's on the ticker that's that's going up right now. If you care about it, if you want to actually be able to park at a game, you might want to leave your comments on the website, maybe attend these meetings and voice your concerns about that. Uh, I know I have, <laughs> like, look, and, and it's relatively easy for me to get to a game right now. I don't even, th what do I live five miles from the tank? If that, yeah, you're, you're close. Yeah. Like I could like probably, you could jump on a lime scooter. Exactly. And don't think I haven't considered it, <laughs> <laughs> but people in the Bay area drive for shit. So, uh, look, just if you want to be able to drive there and you don't want to have to park two miles away. And then, like, have to be bussed in or take a lime scooter or whatever. Um, I don't know, dude. Boom. Lime scooters are fun. I'm not saying they're not fun. I, I, <laughs> I enjoy them. Um, I don't know if I could operate one inebriated, but I'm willing to find out. Uh, Rob saying, could there be a legal battle for those lots coming? Um, no. It's it, it's very, uh, God, what, what's, what was dude's name who left? 
Totora. <laughs> uh, he's gone I'm a, out of sight, out of mind. Uh, John Totora and Jonathan Becker both stipulated that the Sharks have control of those lots. They have to sign off on those uh, on those lots for th- those parts of the development to be done. And they've said that they're more than willing to work with them to, to as long as those parking options are replaced by something equal or better than what they currently have. Well, I'm sorry. It's how the hell are you going to come up with something equal or better than what they have when you can park and walk 20 feet and you're at the door. Good luck with that. So anyway, pay attention to that ticker that's along the top. And if you're interested, you can visit that website, learn more information. Again, the public meetings, Wednesday, April 14th, and Saturday, April 17th. So pay attention to those. Uh, Next on the list here, uh, this is something that Jerk and I had a little bit of fun with earlier this week. Nike has announced a new series of City Connect jerseys with the MLB. This is going to debut on April 17th with Boston, where everybody knows that Boston is like, you know, Navy and Red. That's the the Red Sox, for Christ's sakes. But no, they're going to look like, based on the photos, the Golden State Warriors wearing yellow and blue. And this is going to be across the league, evidently. Um, now, look, Nike, they do the NBA. They do the NFL. Do, we, do you think we see the NHL follow suit? Does Adidas say, hey, that, look at all the money they're making from releasing a new jersey every single year? So I want to say... I'm not telling you this is true. I'm just, and I'm not even telling you this is something I heard. I'm telling you this is something I read. But there, I would say there's some, and you know, a chance could still be less than 1%. But I've read that there's a chance that we could see reverse retro to uh, Adidas Boogaloo next year. So, oh, I'd be down. I, with and that. again, do I don't want to see no breaking news Instagram post because this is not what's <laughs> happening. This is literally something I read randomly. All right. I don't want to see no confirmed, oh, Teal Town USA with the, no, 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 no. That's not what's happening here. This is just something I heard. Well. Read, whatever. And again, another thing of, I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying it's something that I've heard is that in in one of the things that I will say kind of gives you an idea or an inkling that it confirms it is Adidas is supposed to be or is thought to be because you know people say they say that the Adidas is releasing a brand new hockey jersey next season. Like remember the parlay thing a couple years ago where it's like, hey, we took recycled shit and made a jersey out of it for the All Star game and all that. They're evidently going to be doing that next season. Something very similar to like the whole parlay thing. Now again, I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying it's what I've heard. However, when you go to discount places. Over the last six months, Burlington, Ross, TJ Maxx, Marshalls, whoever, you're seeing a lot of Adidas hockey stuff. Yeah, you, you say that. I, I see no Adidas hockey stuff up here that isn't Oilers branded. Oh, well, yeah, but that's the funny thing. No, none of that makes sense. You know, that I'm seeing like runs of Minnesota wild jerseys being released in like Provo, Utah, the local Ross there. Like, I don't know how they end up in these places that they do, but they just do. 
I would like to know if there's like, you know, if there's any sharks crap in Ohio, that'd be great. Like if somebody would tell me so I can like buy it. Probably. Like when I was in Nashville and they had those sharks pillows there. Uh, my, the the Ross that is, I shit you not, 300 feet from my house had like eight PK Subban Nashville jerseys. I don't know why. They just happened to be there. But anyway, okay. it's going to be interesting. I, I'm honestly surprised that Adidas hasn't done a little bit more and like, you know, what if every team had like five jerseys, <laughs> you know, like they just wear one special one for one particular game, like a hockey fights cancer night. Like they like they already do the shit with the warm ups. Like, why wouldn't you make them available for purchase? Because a cha-ching. Yeah, that's I don't know. the. As far as I know, like the NHL has only done the warm up jerseys because like kind of like the whole, you know, wearing the jersey during the game, during the game and that whole thing. That's more of like an like an AHL kind of thing. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it de- but it depends on what they do. Like, you could see True. them, you know, yeah, you could see that, okay, we're going to do some sort of inversion of a, of the current jersey, you know, like for one game. Like, you're already going to wear teal at home? Okay, you know what? We're going to do an orange version of that with the teal stripe, and it's going to be for one game, and it's a special, you know, it's supposed to call out something – but they will make those available to purchase something along those lines. I don't know. Well, here's the deal. Like you got, you got this one set of jerseys that are all going to be like between the sizes of extra large and triple X. Right. And they're all pro stock. You got mm-hmm. one little factory that's going to make those 40 sweaters total. And that's your, that's your special edition run. Mm-hmm. Or you have to flip that over and turn that into 20,000 units. True. So, like, the logistics of either operation are very different. So, I think, like, a lot of that has to be put into consideration before you just start asking, well, why don't they make all of these available for the public? Because they can't find... I mean, Adidas quality already went downhill, like, very quickly. You think it's going to get any better when you overload the sweatshops in Indonesia? No. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny you should say that. Uh, Be on the lookout for an article coming in the next week or so on Teal Town USA, specifically about hockey, uh, Adidas hockey jerseys. Uh, and there's, uh, let's just say there's some interesting, going to be some interesting things in there because we actually spoke, uh, we, I spoke, <laughs> spoke with an Adidas <laughs> spokesperson earlier in the week and they would not even comment on it. Ooh. So just uh, be on the lookout for that. But uh, hear me out. Special edition jersey. Hear me out. Retro forward, not reverse, forward. Well, how, how do you do retro, retro forward? forward? Exactly. Think about it. It would be the Jetsons. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it has a space pack? It has a jet pack on hey, it? Hey, just, just think sharks, about it. Sharks with laser beams? Yeah, <laughs> laser beams on their heads. Uh, the Sharks also seem to have launched a new swag shop. Uh, we talked about it before. SJTeamShop.com had a bunch of stuff. Well, now they've got a- another website that seems to be more in line with what the Shark Store at SAP is offering called SharksProShop.com. So, and it is, uh, have we confirmed that this is a real website? It is, in fact, a real website because Randy promoted it during the Saturday night broadcast. Okay, because I was going to say, because I, 
you know, I, I, I've seen on Reddit, uh, the specifically the Sharks Reddit, a couple of people say, oh, you know, I bought this jersey from the from the store. This is like years ago. I bought this jersey from the store side and I never got it. And you look at the website and it's like some <laughs> like some brutal just like, I don't even know, not even a real website. It's like, no, this is yeah. very real. No, this is very it's, real. It's, it's legit. Very good. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, and this is just something that I had written down cause I thought I just find it comical, uh, further proof that naming rights are just fucking stupid. The, the San Jose earthquakes now play at PayPal park and I guarantee oh. you all the locals will continue to call it Avaya. I guarantee you <laughs> that's what it's going to be. And I get it. You know, it's like, well, that's not what it's about. It's about the national broadcast and they see the PayPal logo and blah, blah, blah. Like I get all that. I just think it's funny. And you, you know, you, you don't see Apple arena or Google stadium. And, and I'm, wondering, I'm wondering, but I'm wondering if it's because those companies go, you know, naming rights are really stupid. Like we can <laughs> spend our money on much better things than that. But anyway, uh, let's go. Oh, ooh, we have it. Let's play it <sighs> around the NHL. All right. So, <laughs> Hey, we have it. We're going to play it. Uh, the start date for the Stanley Cup playoffs is unknown. After the end of the NHL regular season was extended to May 16th yesterday, I'm um, assuming this has something to do with everybody in Vancouver getting COVID. Yeah. Mm, I. You know what? I, I wouldn't I, – I don't know that there could be too, like, too much of a delay to the playoffs just because I've, I've heard well, – Could you from... imagine every – fucking team in the NHL sitting around well basically all the US teams all sitting on their thumbs for a week and a half so Vancouver can play like five games and well, despite the fact that they're not even sniffing a playoff spot so I actually though. well so I heard that they oh and, they what did they say it's you know nothing's been like confirmed or anything but the NHL has actually talked about the American teams starting the first round of the playoffs while the Canadian division finishes their regular season. I can see that. And and you say, you know, Vancouver's not making the playoffs anyway. I agree with you, but let's say <laughs> You don't have to got... agree with me. I just look at the standings. But, it's obvious. <laughs> no, you're right. But let's say let's say Vancouver's got four games left. Two of them are against Edmonton, two of them are against Toronto, and it could decide the division. Uh we have a trade to announce. Another one? Uh, the Boston Bruins get defenseman Mike Riley That's to it. Ottawa, a 2022 third-round pick. Honestly, considering where Mike Riley was like a year and a half ago, I think that's good value for Ottawa. Absolutely, but I'm – I'm, dude, I, we might have to stay on the air until like midnight tonight <laughs> to cover I'm all dying, these damn I'm trades, just, dude. I'm just di – I'm dying to know what this – I'm dying to know what this Jeff Carter to Pittsburgh deal looks like because – you know, Bob McKenzie's saying that LA is retaining fifty percent. And well, so dude, I'm, I'm just to know what it looks like I'm yeah. trying to. I don't remember an, a night, but I mean, this is like you know, twas the night before Christmas. I don't remember a twas the night before the deadline and seeing deals coming out this late, where it's like past eleven on the East Coast. No, like as as soon as it gets a certain time on the on the penultimate day it's yeah like, like everybody you know, unplugs the fax machines and they're like we'll see you at six in the morning mm -hmm. so i'm a little surprised that we're seeing so many of these coming down right now but like i said dude maybe they get they got the coffee running maybe, hey dude maybe everybody's been vaccinated they're like hey feel good let's go man who needs it, sleep it makes me think that like 
tomorrow we're going to see some big name player who's nowhere near the TSN trade bait board that gets traded and everybody's going to be like, what do we do? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. So uh, let's give you a quick update on the little ones. So, boy, hasn't been a great run for the Barracuda, but earlier today they did beat the Ontario Reign by a score of 5-1. to one. Yay. Uh, Schmalewski potted the first two. Scott Reedy got his first AHL goal, but the Cuda have lost three of their last five games in April. <laughs> Currently a record of, I want to say, 9-8-4-2, sitting fifth in the AHL's Pacific Blickfeld continues to lead the team in goals with 10 and points with 15. On defense, with 20 games played this season, Robbie Russo is the points leader on the CUDA for the defensive side with a goal and an assist. So there you go. Uh, To kind of touch on that, Kevin Lacey recorded a show with Nick Nolenberger last night to get all of that in, or maybe it was Friday. Either way. Uh, technology ruined his life, and so he's going to have to figure out how to fix that. So there you go. Mm. Finally, we move on to the Tweet of the Week. You love to see it, don't you? The Tweet of the Week. And this starting off with Shang saying, Wilson says from here on out he doesn't want either Kozanash or Melnichuk on the taxi squad. One will be a Sharks backup. One will be with the Barracuda. Wants to make sure at least one of them is playing regularly. So it looks like they'll need a taxi squad goalie. And I responded, what's Niemi up to? And Duke of Dookie comes in and said, heard they offered (laughs) Niemi a contract, but it went right past him. You had me at that guy's Twitter name. (laughs) Do you think he stole that from you, from Chief of Chiefing? Could be. Could be? Can neither confirm nor deny? Nope, but that's a hell. That is a hell of a tweet. <laughs> yeah, that is fantastic. Good job. I mean, come on. I, I do I get any credit for putting it on a T? No. Sure. Oh, absolutely. yeah, sure. <laughs> it, you, it's because of you that it. <laughs> it's because of you that it happened. So, see, that's all I'm saying. So, uh, Rob saying that Lacey should do in the reef live. Could not agree with more with you, but it is what it is. So. You can follow her at Rock Band. Jesus Christ. I'm so ready yeah. to go to bed. You can follow her at RBackander76. You can follow him at hockey underscore jerk. You can follow me at AJ underscore strong. If you have any questions or topics you want us to uh, sweep around the floor here, uh, you can send them to at Pucknologist on Twitter. So, with that, Rocket famous last words here before we leave. Thanks for listening, everybody. I, I hope you dust this show off whenever you you feel like you know doing some housekeeping and sweeping it out of the out of the danger zone 56 game preseason people just remember that jerk man <laughs> final thoughts um even with the bevy of <clears throat> trades we've seen this weekend hold i on. still think hold on i'm sorry from like a tiger we have breaking news big save dave to the leaves <laughs> <laughs> When did we when did, all this time? Yeah, I was gonna say when did we when did we do that about a half hour ago? Anyway, go um, ahead. you know, <laughs> even with you the, shit, Tiger. even with the bevy of trades we've seen this weekend, I still think tomorrow is gonna be an interesting day to to keep track of. I 
think the trade deadline is my favorite day of the year, so I'm always excited. Um, you know, the Sharks kind of had a rough week this week, uh, but they're not out of it just yet. I mean, especially they've got a couple games against Arizona, um, you know, which obviously that's a team they're fighting with, so they're going to want to win those games. But they've also got, as you said, AJ, a few more against Anaheim. Those should be easy points, <sighs> but we'll see. Dude. We'll see. Dude, if you drop both of these to Anaheim, I'm out. I'm doing the rest of the shows for, from here on out in, in a Toronto jersey. Like, I'm, okay. dude, That's I'm, fair. I'm just going to be so ticked off. <laughs> uh, you know my famous last words, of course. Joe Pavelski still leads the Dallas Stars, 15 goals, 37 points, a plus 12. Uh, did he add on to that earlier tonight versus Nashville at all? No, he did not. Nashville ended up winning in overtime. Oh, too. Pavs, what happened, you lazy bastard? I miss you, Joe. Little Joe. <laughs> anyway, subscribe to our YouTube channel, please, if you would. And on whatever podcast app you use, you can find everything on tealtownusa.com. For those who donated on the Super Chat or using Venmo, we completely appreciate that. It always helps. Goes to keeping the show going. <laughs> remember to check out after dark post game following every single sharks game on this youtube channel and that is it that's the show holy crap 128 of these i don't believe it uh wait a minute hold on Do we, are you serious another one <laughs> i'm looking man I, cap friendly is blowing up my phone right now oh boy what is this Braden coburn the islanders what's happening was, was that from earlier yeah, it's just Cap Friendly doing their updates of the acquiring team's cap situations. Gotcha. So uh, you might want to keep an eye out, keep your phone, your alerts going for NHL, uh, every team, <laughs> Cap Friendly, <sighs> all those things. So uh, with that, that's the show. Thanks for watching or listening if you're on the podcast, uh, yeah. or on, on your favorite podcast platform. We'll see you next week for show... 129. See, I'm feeling like I kind of want to drag out the ending a little bit to show Landy how that works. That you don't just premature.